Richard and Julie with you, and we spent some time with Mark and his wife, Sue, Mark Babick and his wife, Sue, who continue to struggle with their child, sleep-deprived nights for really the entire family. The sheets were all over the place. It looked like a tornado had gone through his bed at night. Um, during the day, he it was notable that he was tired. He was unfocused. Um, he just had had trouble doing simple tasks. We took him to the doctor um, who referred us to um, an ENT specialist um, to see if it was sort of a nasal problem, if his breathing was okay. He did have an adenoid surgery. Um, was he snoring a lot? He was not. He's breathing loudly. I wouldn't say snoring. Um, but yeah, so it was determined he needed the adenoid surgery. So when he was seven, that's what we had done. And you hoped that that would maybe solve it. That was the, that was the expectation. Um, did it make a difference? Maybe a little bit. Um, but the problems, they continued. Yeah. Four years worth of problems. Doctors concerned over this. They, they thought about perhaps removing his tonsils. That was ruled out, but there's still a struggle for diagnosis. After school, he simply told us, uh, you know, I was so tired today, I couldn't even focus, he said. Mm. And so he's in grade six, and uh, it's disheartening to, to hear it's disheartening to hear that um, from, from your child. So you, as a parent, you want really what's best for him. If he's not sleeping well, he's not functioning well, he's not excelling, and then neither is the rest of the family. Because if he's up in the middle of the night, and there's a tornado as my wife has said, in the bed, you know, we're feeling that and, and the whole family's really suffering. So their son was diagnosed with what Mark describes, this is in addition to, um, with some mild dyslexia. And then as Mark explains, it was back to the pediatrician. Really, we started with the pediatrician um, asking to be referred to a specialist in the field of sleep. It was a difficult time because it was COVID. Um, there was obviously a lot of a back, uh, there was a backlog in, in trying to get him in. Um, but we did eventually uh, get to do an at-home sleep test through that uh, sleep clinic at Health Science Centre. And that sleep test that we did at home was actually in the uh, summer of 2022. Results were processed out of that test. We saw the specialist, the pediatric respirologist, in January of 2023, so that was one year ago. And um, at that point in time, we were told that um, it's evident that uh, there is a sign of mild sleep obstructive apnea, and you don't typically associate that diagnosis with a child. Um, it's typically something you hear about with a much older demographic. So um, it sort of took us by surprise. And uh, we were told at that point that uh, he was recommended to take a polysomography test, which is, I guess, the gold standard test that children would have to go through to get the full diagnosis. But we were um, basically told that the wait for this was three and a half to four years. Three and a half to four years? Would you find it acceptable to have to wait three and a half to four years to have a sleep test? I mean, we uh, were very upset to hear that the wait time was that long, and um, we just simply just find it unacceptable. Yeah, our son will be a teenager by then, and he'll be he'll miss out on very formative years of his learning. Um, and it's just too late. We don't expect next week, but something reasonable within six months to a year. Julie, you know about sleep issues. You've done a lot on this in the past. Mm. I know that the wait for 
for adult testing that's done at the Misericordia is also years long. And that has been an issue that has been persistent um, at times for sure, at least over 20, 25 years. So it's extra disheartening that it's also impacting pediatric patients, which are clearly done at HSC, not at the the Misericordia. Uh, Interestingly enough, we received an email from, from Mark saying, hey, after we talked, I got this letter saying, going to do the test. And I looked at it and I said, that's the same test they did in the summer of 2022 and got the results in early 2023. So they are redoing that, that, uh, oximetry test, but no word on when the, as they call it, the gold standard test will be done. Yeah. They received that after we started inquiring about the story. Essentially the specialist told us that we should be rightly concerned about, um, the long wait time, uh, for our son, Untreated sleep apnea uh, can result in the loss of IQ points that can really have an impact on his learning, apart from causing, I guess, eventual uh, problems with cardiovascular um, issues. And it took a lot for this couple to come forward. They're very private, and one can understand that. And in the last several hours since uh, we went on the start with Greg and Brett this morning, Uh, We've received more communication from parents just like Mark and Sue about the struggles with their children as well. And that's partly why they said they wanted to come forward. They're already dealing with this. They're hoping there can be change in the system so that another couple and their children don't have to experience this. More on this story in the days ahead. This is one of those stories where there is a wait time. Uh, and according to our guests, anywhere between three and a four and a half years. We're trying to get down to the bottom of exactly the gaps in the system right now.